We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the land where we're recording. We pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging, and to all Indigenous peoples worldwide who are listening in. episode of the Doyen Interviews. I've got Nia Nadia sitting with me from Dimaze Architects. She's been working there for quite some time and has been generous enough to come over um, to my place. I'm just around the corner um, from the office in Fitzroy North. So yes, Nia, if you could introduce yourself um, and yeah, a little bit about your role and what it is that you do. Um, uh, hi. Hi, everyone. Sorry, I'm a bit nervous here. <laughs> um, my... It's like talking to people. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, my name is Nia Nadia. I've been working with Anthony from Dimasa Architects, who's owned Dimasa Architects, actually, for about uh, 10 or 11 years, probably. Mostly we do the residential, which I love most yeah, cool. <laughs> um, yeah because it's really well it's not easy it's complicated it's more complicated than big project because you know the client has a specific uh, needs and specific um, demands yeah. if i can say and, <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they have a really tight budget and we try to accommodate that it's it's really challenging residential but yeah. i do love it yeah, and you're quite a small firm as well, so you must get to know your clients pretty well. Yes, I, I don't, I can't say it very well, but they often thought me as their, I don't know, relative. Oh. <laughs> like sometimes they just saying their private life, the problem they have, and everything. I was like, oh, okay, I'm not a consultant, but okay, I'll take that. <laughs> It's all part of the job. Yes. Maybe architects should get counselling training. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so just going back a little bit, how did you get into studying architecture? Okay, I have to thank my mom. She's actually the one who um, suggested me to get into architecture because she knows, she acknowledged my talent since I was a uh, kids um you know in my era at that time i think 10 11 12 years back yeah um, people that has talent in drawing they tend to go for architecture because you know architecture need to be able to draw yeah and fortunately i had that talent so usually my mom if she want to make a dress because back in my country every week we have a wedding invitation and every week my mom loves to wear different dresses and <laughs> she will design it by herself but because she cannot draw she always asks me to draw the dress and then she oh, will yeah, create the dress that's so cool <laughs> and do you think that your drawing style is similar to fashion in any way or do you think no. as you've developed yeah it's uh it's it's no i have a very thick uh pen line um, right yeah it's you know the the designer sketches is more like i don't know it's not that thick and confident it's like, right 
Yeah, it's like flying thingy. <laughs> but <laughs> mine is really thick and yeah. confidence. That's what my friend said. You you have a really deep drawing there. But yeah, that's oh. that's my style. <laughs> that's so cool. And so, what's your story? Um, what country do you come from? Oh, uh, yeah, I came from Indonesia. Um, I actually live in a small town that has a similar weather to Melbourne. Right. And now and nowadays, I mean, like this week, you know, Melbourne is really cold. Yes. <laughs> that happened as well in my hometown. It's oh. really freezing. Everyone keep complaining about the weather there. <laughs> yeah. Well, compared to here, this this place is very freezing. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. It's super cold at the moment. Mm. And so, yeah, I guess that's my next question. What is architecture like in... What's the architecture like in Indonesia where you're from? Mm, well, it's... I... The modern architecture, if I can say, is maybe a bit similar to here. Yeah, right. But in terms of the residential, it's quite different. You know, we... In, in Melbourne, we more like a carpentry work for the residential because right. of the studs and the, <coughs> the timber cladding and everything else but in Indonesia we more likely have a concrete building for residential right and the finishes uh, I mean the floor finishes will be tiles mostly right. not concrete because the concrete is in Indonesia it will feel like it's poor area mm. for 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 a rich person they usually have marble tiles oh wow yeah yeah <laughs> i did that project one project and it's really <clears throat> i how to how to say it's luxurious wow even the cladding is marble wow yeah. <laughs> that's crazy and so where would you source the marble from would it be local uh no they actually source it from australia <laughs> Yeah, I was like, really? <laughs> okay. Yes. That's so, crazy. Yeah, they, they installed sandstone in their house as well. And then I have to design it. I mean, how to... It, it's it's actually a feature wall, the one yeah. with sandstone. So I have to design it. And every day, the, the stone company will contact me how this works. Oh, like, wow. Just follow the drawing. I don't understand your drawing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I just need to go on site and then told them this has to be like this and that, 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 that. Yeah, it's actually amazing now when, wow. when it's finished, but wow. I, sorry, I don't have the picture. Oh, what sort of a size was it? <clears throat> it's a residential job, but it's, I think it's 750 square meter. Okay, right. It's pretty big. It is big. It's <laughs> three, three three stories wow with one um, basement wow that's amazing and how many people would live in that house two yeah <laughs> <laughs> two with the meat yeah actually, yeah but yeah. sometimes it become bigger they do have a garage for 10 cars oh wow yeah so maybe growing family or parents or something yeah it's actually stay. the parent house and so when the kids came they can accommodate all the kids, which is only three. Oh, right. <laughs> but they do have a, a grandchild. Yeah. So. Oh, they've got heaps of room. Yeah. And so when did you come to Melbourne? 
I came to Melbourne in 2006 to study master degree in Swinburne, but right. it's actually not my first time. I mean, I supposed to come here when I was in high school because we I actually um I I get to the uh, Melbourne High School. No, sorry, Saint Michael Grammar School. Right to get. Yeah, for the high school, but at that time in Indonesia, we faced the um, financially crisis. So yeah. the dollar cost, I mean, the dollar at that time is like five times higher than normal. Wow. So my father suggested me to postpone that. <laughs> and then he said, can you just go there when it's a master degree? I'm fine with that, Dad. Okay, let's do that. So, yeah. <laughs> and I pursue my master in here. Yeah. And what masters did you study? Uh, multimedia design. I know it's a bit different to architectural, but the, there's a story behind that. <laughs> um, I actually tried to get into Monash University um, to the interior design one. But when I gave them my portfolio, they actually reject me because I don't have enough um, experience in interior. Yeah. But they did suggest me to move to multimedia design because my 3D stuff is... I, I don't know what they thought, but I think they thought it's, it was good. Yeah. So, so I really not keen on having... That I mean, like to pursue the multimedia design. I know multimedia design will be big in the future, but but at that time I want to be a interior designer. Wow! And then um I well I asked my parents and also the education agent back in my hometown, and he actually suggested me if you do want multimedia design, pursue the multimedia design because we do believe it will become big in the future right i suggest you to go to swinburne because they they have a really good multimedia design uh, school and subject right. and everything else and i thought i've never heard swinburne before <laughs> this is my first time but okay i'll try and then yet yeah, i got into swinburne wow for multimedia design wow and how did you find studying there in Swinburne, I've, I actually like it, but to be honest, when I first came, I was dumbfounded because I don't really understand. I didn't understand whatever the lecture saying. Yeah. <laughs> because the accent, oh. I, the Australian accent at that time for me, it's really hard to, to understand. Yeah. Uh, I, in Indonesia, we learn American English, so, you know, it's different. Oh. So, <clears throat> so, for the first semester, I got a room not really good marks or scores but um on the second semester i think i improved yeah. uh, and the reason why it's bad i think uh, besides the language barriers it's actually because i learned everything for the first time wow yeah it, it was the first time for me to learn anything using mac Wow. That's the first time I saw Mac. <laughs> and I don't know how to use Mac computer before. It was my first time and I learned Adobe, every Adobe 
at the first time as well in there except the Photoshop. Right. But but the 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 other one like in design, um, illustr- illustrator. I I know a bit of illustrator. Um, after effect and everything else that Adobe offer at that time, I just learned it there. Wow. So yeah, but that would have been a huge year. It was. It was. <laughs> I was like keep complaining to my dad why did I chose this yeah. <laughs> but by the time passes I think I manage it because yeah. uh, the next semester is actually one of my favorite subjects one of the subjects my favorite um, it's actually animation oh cool uh, I well, we have to draw the animation which is okay I can do this wow yeah. It's pretty challenging though to animate and yes. to learn how to do it for like architectural stuff. Yes, that's true. I think you should be really proud of yourself that you came and I don't know you overcame that because studying. I mean, I've studied overseas as well. I went on yes. exchange to France and it was so challenging. So yeah, it's a huge thing to have done, um, and so. What, um, how has that studying of multimedia design translated to your job at the moment? Like what sort of projects are you working on and have you found it useful to have that kind of a background working in a small practice? Uh, yes, um, my main role in uh, our office is actually translating the client's need to the drawing. Mm. But even though our practice is small, um, I do everything in 3D, like start from the beginning, from the sketch, uh, the concept design until the construction drawing. I wow. did that in 3D mm. because it make life easier, I think, yeah. for me, yeah. um, because I just need to cut and it's spoiler, it's there. Mm. Um, that's what I learned in Swinburne university how to create a 3d mm. uh, I, even though in 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 swinburne it's more for a movie or animation movie or game thingy but yeah. i think it works and also for the construction uh, stage uh even before that i mean for the um town planning stage or um design development stage i do need to put everything together in a report or in a schedule set yeah and i need in design to do that yeah so um learning in design is really helpful for me <laughs> yeah yeah and being able to apply it. and so what kind of projects do you guys work on uh, mostly we work on residential uh, but we do have a little bit of um, office fit out or hospitality like restaurant fit out for the interior um we did have the education department project, oh, I think, cool. t- last two years or last year, I forgot. Yeah. But it wasn't me who handled it. I yeah. just helped in draw some of the project, the school, but not up until finishes. Yeah. Like only the design, at the design development stage. Yeah. Oh, nice. And what has been one of your favorite projects? That will be hard. <laughs> There's so many of there, them. Yeah, there were so many of them. I remember when my first project that came into life, I mean, it's built and it's mm. already there outside. It's actually a bar in the city. Oh, cool. Named Deca 
bar I think it okay. was like a bar in Collin, Little Collin or Collin Street I forgot where is it it's, it's basement bar oh cool it's an interior fit up and then I, I did that in a class like probably only three weeks and oh, then wow. they just applied I was like oh god it's done right <laughs> and then i was like oh my god this is my first job here <laughs> i'm quite happy with that but um maybe the one that i really like is a residential project for a lawyer in caulfield north that's because that was my first ever project i did in 3d like right. full full 3d because pref- the previous project i just did 3d for like a couple of things but yes. not not the whole house but this wow. one is like the whole house include the existing one wow that was uh my first 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 project i think it started on 2009 wow cool and what have been some of the challenges working in small practice is there anything that you find difficult dealing with town planner that is very very difficult that's the most challenging thing I ever have while um, having a small I mean while working in this practice Um, I do have one project um, residential as well when I submitted to town planning which is city of Yara yeah uh, the most difficult city council I ever deal with. <laughs> um, uh, they actually gave me the town planning permit in no time. Oh, really? I was surprised. Cool. But that's because the project before that project, they requested so many um, RFI. Oh, right. Like, uh, yeah, the, the number of RFIs, it's like, maybe 15 oh wow what's wrong with my drawing (laughs) and then because of that when i about to submit this i apply every rfi that they requested on the previous project to this project that's why they just accept it i think (laughs) so So it worked out well it worked out well and so who else works in the office is it yourself no one other person there's there's two other people sorry um, yeah, we have one student. Uh, right. She's currently uh, study at Monash University. Yeah. Uh, I think taking a Master of Architecture. Uh, yeah. Next semester will be her last semester. Right. Uh, at the moment, she, work, uh, she works for the social media and the newsletter. Cool. Um, but see, we, we also ask her to come to the site. So... She knows how yeah. the site actually uh, worked out. Yeah. Um, and we also gave her one small project yeah. to work. And it, it definitely is her first time dealing with a real project. Yeah. Using a new software. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she never used our software before. Right. And what program do you guys work in? Uh, Factorworks. Factorworks, yeah. 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 How, are you involved as well in training her how yes. to use it? Yes, yes. I help her um, because it, I know it's really hard. I used to 
use Revit before mm-hmm. or AutoCAD mm-hmm. and the first time I learned how to use Vectorwork it was like disaster <laughs> oh. uh, it's not because it's hard it's similar to Revit yeah but um, Vectorworks nowadays way way much better than the first time I I learned yeah so it's much complicated yeah uh, in terms of the look yeah so I think she's not familiar with that right I think that's the only problem but it's really easy to work in with Vectorworks yeah oh that's so cool and so outside of the office um, what other stuff are you involved with in Melbourne? Um, well, every Sunday I teach kids um, how to read Quran, which is my religion. My religion is Islam, so yeah. I, uh, has, I have to teach. Well, not I have to, but it's, um, it's one of the Prophet uh, Muhammad's uh, suggestion to us. Yeah. Uh, if you can teach kids, uh, it means you teach yourself as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I do. I teach her how to teach them how to read Quran and also teach them uh, Islamic knowledge. Right. Because, yeah, not, not, de- not detailed, just yeah. like the general, as long as the kids understand. Yeah. And what are some of the themes that, for example, you might cover in one lesson? Or one sort of workshop, I guess. It's like a Saturday thing. Um, well, it's, there, there's so many. Yeah. Um, this term, because the term will be the same as uh, school term. Yeah. This term, we had the uh, Ramadan, the fasting, if you know. The yeah. one month fasting. Yeah. So I taught them what is Ramadan and what have... <coughs> What do we need to do during the Ramadan and everything else? Um, and of course, we uh, we taught them about the donations. Oh, okay. Because donation is one of the big thing in our um, religion. Oh, right. So what does that mean? What to give donations like a certain part of um, your wage or what kind of donations? Um, there's, there's actually... Three kind of donation. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's a bit complicated. I don't think I will be able to give you everything. Yeah. This is just based on my understanding. I might be wrong. Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> um, I know the main one is yeah. the one that we had as a adult. Right. And we I got wages. I mean, I got salary. Yeah. So I have to give. Um, like two and a half percent of my um my money right uh when i say money is actually not only money yeah it's everything else that i have oh wow like, uh, maybe i have gold bar or maybe i have silver i have to count that in oh, as well wow. so two and a half percent of that every year oh right not, not every month every year right um to certain people so right. i just gave it to make it easy, yeah, I just gave it to the um the organization that do that. Um, yeah. we do have it in here, which right. is a uh, national zakat foundation and right. Um, and the second one. And so, with that first one, who do they who do they give the money to? Is it certain people or is it yeah, certain organizations? There, they, there, there are nine. 
people I think that we can give right um, the poor right the need yeah the needy uh, I, I, I to be honest I don't know what's the difference between the poor and the need I think they're the same <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they know better yeah uh, and the traveler yeah um, when I say traveler it's not not me from the office going back to home no but yeah. I mean travel from other states yeah. here and they don't have enough money to uh, I don't know to stay or to continue the travel or something we can yeah. just give it to them um, uh, the woman who doesn't have husband or like a single mother single right yeah um, what else um the people who organize it right uh, what else i forgot there's a lot yeah. there's a lot I, uh, that's so that's people, people in need so yeah people basically people in need sometimes the kids the kids that doesn't have father the orphans i mean right uh, we also gave them uh well basically everyone that needs the wow. needs help wow. that's 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 the the first one so yeah we have to that's a must right yeah and the second one is it's up to us. Right. Uh, we can give whatever we want, like maybe a dollar a day. Yeah. Or maybe just a dollar for one year. Yeah. It's up, it, it's up to us. So yeah. that's the second one. And yeah. then the third one is, um, there's, it's different, but I always uh, spare my two and a half percent of my wages for donation. Yeah. To, uh, I, I, like a child, a children, Children with what was that called? I forgot. Act, act for children, I think, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, act for children. Or something. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, the, the, for the children who got abused and oh. something like that. I wow. think <laughs> um, yeah. one of them is that, and then um, I gave it to the other organization as well, wow. which I can't even remember which one is that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Know, yeah, I just need to um, give, or sometime, sometime. Um, if I have more money, <laughs> I give it to my friends. <laughs> not not the money. I just give it as a gift. Yeah, because you know, gift means if you give gift to other people, it means you're getting closer to them. Oh, that's a nice way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. And so, um, how does this shape your identity? Um, being a part of this community and do you think it has anything to do with being an architect does it affect you um, uh, yes of course um, it helped me manage my time definitely um, it helped me understand that people is actually different you know kids is definitely different yeah. than the adult and kids is more annoying yeah <laughs> um uh, but they're actually because <laughs> that's because they're too active yeah um but from there i noticed and i learned that even kid has a different personality yeah so that's why uh, that's how i see our clients like oh. They do have a different personality, so I just need to understand their personality first before I continue with my work. And because of that, it's easier for me to find the finishes for them. Oh. For that, that's for me. And the other thing I learned is uh, the, 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 it's actually discipline. Yeah. Uh, trustworthy and honest. So yeah. 
I won't tell lie to the client like I don't like that color <laughs> because it's too bright or something like that. I will tell them, um, maybe you should change the color because yeah. that is too bright or something like that. I just tell yeah. the reality. I yeah. don't like to say yes to everything they yeah. say. Um, also, um, discipline. What is that? Discipline? Honest? That's right. <laughs> I can't even remember. Uh, that's, uh, the, uh, a good management and kind and patient. Definitely patient. Yeah. <laughs> patient is a must. <laughs> yeah, I guess there are definitely some overlaps in working with kids and needing to be patient. Yes. And being patient. Yes, true. Working in architecture. <laughs> Especially dealing with the annoying client or annoying... Um, and so what are your career goals my career goals i think i already achieved it yeah (laughs) well my dream was was to be international architects yeah i think by working in here i already got that yeah. I mean, if I come back to my home country, they know me as an international architect because <laughs> I've been working in Australia. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think that's enough for me. Yeah. I, I do like that. I don't have a, like another dream except traveling around the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you've done a bit of travel over the years. Is that something that you're really... Um like passionate about yes i really passionate in um traveling around the world i love to learn a new um stuff uh, i love to meet new people as well um yeah i i found out a lot of people because you know uh in all over the work they they are afraid of Islam or Muslim, something right. like that. Yeah. Uh, but when I travel, they actually not like that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a media bombarder. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't even know when. Maybe. But yeah. every time I went to new country that I've never been there and using my full attire with this hijab. Yeah. <laughs> and full clothes, they really really friendly. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. And how do you find it in Melbourne? Do you think people are friendly? It's is it has it ever been a problem or anything like never, that? Never, I've never have a problem. But I know some of my friends had encounter problem because of the way they dress. Yeah. But I, thanks God, un- until now I never facing that kind of problem. Yeah. Uh, I often met people who actually um say like a very encouraging word wow words when when something happened yeah you, you know like the uh new zealand sorting thing last oh, time right. yeah i was walking somewhere with my friends and then a, a lady suddenly tapped my shoulder i was like surprised i didn't know them i mean I, who who is she i yeah. never i never seen her before yeah. she said oh my condolences for what happened in new zealand i was like oh yeah thank you <laughs> I, okay yes right <laughs> and a lot of um people um every time they um met me they praise how i dress yeah because i always mix and match my dress in colorful way <laughs> <laughs> probably 
probably that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you settle on the style of hijab that you wear? Is that the right way to say it? The uh, style my hijab? Yeah. Um, well, you know, when I first wear hijab, because I actually new to hijab. Yeah. I just um, wear it since... 2014 I think so oh, it's wow. been five years wow and before then did you wear Never. anything else at all no no I mean like um, it's I'm I was normal not normal I mean I, yeah, I, I didn't without. wear anything oh. yeah and then um I went for Hajj if you know that pilgrimage the pilgrimage oh okay I went to pilgrimage and after that I thought it's really nice wearing this I mean it's It's warm in the winter, <laughs> um, and it's actually not hot when it's summer. So yeah, I want to wear this. Yeah, but at that time, uh, I I went to pilgrimage in in two thousand and twelve. So for a year and a half, I was like, uh, should I wear it or not? Should I wear it? <laughs> I'm, I'm I was worried because you know at that time. Um, People knows me without the hijab, and if yeah. I suddenly wear hijab, I, I'm I was afraid that people and um, the client will like seeing me differently, oh, something wow. like that. Wow! Uh, and did you do you think they did? Did you notice any different reactions? No, 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 no. It just, yeah, just no. was like yeah. a non thing. Yeah, no, they're actually fine. Yeah. Yeah. I I met a new um I, I met one of the builder or maybe subcontractor um after a while. Yeah. The, the last time I met them, yeah. I didn't wear hijab and yeah. then after that I wear hijab. They just fine. They the same same. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool to hear. I think um Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. It's a completely different thing, but I used to always dye my hair blonde, and I now I don't. And I and I'm thinking all the time: Should I dye my hair blonde? Should I dye my hair brown? It's such a small thing, yeah. Your hair color, yes. But it can really change um your perception of yourself. Yeah, that's true. And um, I asked someone at my old office about it, and she was like. I don't think it matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, well, the, the reason why I was afraid because, you know, at that time, there's a lot of thing going on about the Islam yeah. thing. So I was afraid people will, like, try to avoid me or something. Oh, some sort of really? That. Yeah. Yeah, but it actually didn't happen at all. They yeah. welcomed me. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Even one of our clients, after they stopped, uh, contacted me, not not me, I mean our office, because they have to deal with another project. Mm. Uh, it's not their project, but the neighbor project. Yeah. <laughs> they went to Phuket and everything else. Mm. Um, and when they saw me the first time after a while, and it was before and after, this, They just like hi Mia, how are you? Long time no see. Okay, <laughs> they didn't notice or what? <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, that's awesome. That's really good to hear. Like, yeah, that's really cool. Um, and so, what um, architecture firms do you admire in Melbourne? Oh, in Melbourne, I or like generally, like who. 
Who are the like international names that you look right, up to? Because in Melbourne, I don't think I have any. I can, I, if I say Son Godsell, that's probably because I barrack for St Kilda. <laughs> And he does too. So <laughs> How did you know it. that? Did you read that online? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why, okay, I go for Sound Godsell because he barracks and killed her. All right. So, uh, no, but um, the international architects that I like is actually Kengo Kuma from Japan. Yeah. I do like Japanese architects. Not, yeah. not only Kengo Kuma, like most of Japanese architects I like. Yeah, <laughs> because me too. Because their design is so simply simple yet functional and artistic. Yeah, it's so true. Have you ever been to Japan? Yes. Cool. I love it. And I saw <laughs> I saw Kengo Kuma building right in front of me. I was like, oh my god, this is my favorite building. And then oh. I I realized at the end that's Kengo Kuma works. I was like. Oh, yay! That's so cool. Yeah. Maybe you could work for Kengo Kuma for like a short period and then huh? go, go, back to, go back to Damase. I wish I could, but I don't think so. Uh, working in Asia particularly, uh, not only Japan, probably more, a lot of Asian countries will have the same problem. They don't know the time. <laughs> so true. Yeah, because I when I used when I work in Indonesia, I used to work in Indonesia for like eight months before I moved back to Australia. But and previously one year before I start continue uh, <laughs> my master degree, I often came back home at one a.m. Oh god! And then come back to work at nine or eight a.m. in the morning. Oh my so gosh. I only have a little time to sleep. Yeah. And prepare or anything and it was in Jakarta and Jakarta is really you know the traffic is awful oh. so from the office to the home and vice versa takes forever oh <laughs> so, my god yeah I was like oh, I'm not going to work like this anymore I want to work a proper one yeah that's balance my work life and my personal life yeah and you sleep <laughs> yeah I need sleep <laughs> Yeah, I actually worked in Belgium in between my bachelor and my master's and I worked for a, um, it was a Belgian and Japanese firm and the Japanese, yes, background, um, we worked extremely late and even like once my, one of the directors was like, no, 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 it was another um, woman I was working with, she, she was Japanese and she her and her husband had moved to Belgium. They were both from yeah. Japan. And um she was like, No, like I'm Japanese, I work I work late and I was like, Ah I'm gonna go home <laughs> <laughs> Yep <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit of a killer. Um and so in terms of um yeah, that kind of an outlook, the simplicity. What do you feel about architecture in Melbourne? Do you and the design of our city? Do you are there any buildings in particular that you like? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe in terms of the look from the outside, it's the new RMIT building by San Gotto. Okay, again, San Gotto again. <laughs> Just from the outside look, yeah. I do like his design there yeah it's really simple and in, uh, attractive i think yeah yeah the aesthetic of it is pretty um pretty noticeable yes <laughs> yes <laughs> 
um yeah well I guess I might start to wrap it up but um yeah what does the rest of the year look like for you in terms of work um what kind of projects do you need to get out the door uh well mostly residential and few I think it was two of hospitality projects but the hospitality is more interior yeah uh the residential we have hips yeah um there one project that had uh it will start building probably in a couple of weeks and i'm really excited about it yeah (laughs) it's a small project but it's really good project i think yeah Uh, and the other projects that um i also excited is a, a completely new building new house yeah not caught and i do like that project the yeah. client is really helpful and nice and clever <laughs> we often talk about something else <laughs> during our conversation <laughs> so oh, which is um very good because i do like how he thought of something yeah uh, it's really clever uh, yeah that's why i really like to talk about something else with him <laughs> but it's really knowledgeable i mean yeah. the, the the thing that i uh, we talk we discuss about health we discuss about about politics even though i don't really like politics but yeah yeah, oh. yeah very variety of talks we had there <laughs> that's awesome mm. so yeah it's you must get some pretty cool clients in residential and um, people who I'm sure are really passionate about what they're doing and um, thinking about architecture and yeah, their they, life. They do. They, I, we do have a, a lot of um, clients that um, actually know nothing about architecture. Right. And that's why we try to educate them what yeah. architecture, I mean, how, uh, why you need architects or something like that. Right. Uh, um, some of them, most, most of them as well, knows um, that um, the architects actually helping them. Yeah. And secure them as well, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, I do like working with a residential client. Yeah, that's so cool. And so, um, just one question to finish up. If you could give yourself some advice when you were younger, what would it be? Oh my God, when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> or when you were, for example, when you first got to Melbourne and you first started out at Swinburne. Uh, well, I forgot how I was last time. Um, oh yeah, oh, probably here. Be more patient. Yeah. Because I know um, when I was came here, I just really, um, I can't deal with patient. I get angry easily. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of perfectionist at yeah. that time. Because, you know, when you, you are young, you want everything to be perfect. Yeah. So that was me. Uh, but now I learned that everything doesn't need to be perfect because... They can be perfect anyway. Yeah. In their own way. I mean, yeah. Nothing perfect anyway. (laughs) That's it. That's so Mm. true. Yeah. I think a lot of people could relate to that. And just like sort of following on from that, what what are some of the things that you did to help improve um, life in Melbourne or to improve your English language skills? 
Ah, this may, may be clear here. <laughs> uh, the, my English skill probably um, improve because I read so many comic books <laughs> and watch a television and movies. Yeah, you know, in in English with the um. There's subtitle, but oh, the subtitle yeah. is actually in English. Yeah. So what's that called? CC? Oh, Cross okay. caption or something oh, like okay. that? Yeah. yeah. That uh, helped me a lot. Oh, cool. And so just like, do you think improving your English language skills in that first year, was that a bit of a turning point for you in terms of being able to get better marks at uni and feel like more comfortable to talk, talk to people? Uh Yes, but um, I think the other way to do that is I, I, I just remember I did work as a waitress yeah. when I was in my second semester in master uh, second semester here yeah. um, in, um, in the city. I worked in two places as a waitress and it helped me raise my confidence yeah. to talk to new people yeah. in English even though my English was like only like what coffee do you want today? Or what kind of pie do you want today? Something like that. How can I help you? Something like that. But, uh, but it, it did improve my, my English. Yeah. Because um, sometimes they, they talk in a very fast way. Also very um, slow. Uh, not slow. What's that? Um, in a Monotone. Monotone. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> but yeah from them I learn I catch up really quickly so yeah. that's why in this the second semester because I learned how to manage my time between work and school now so I talk a lot during my work yeah um, it's improved me in English skill and also my management time uh, fortunately <laughs> uh, my score or my marks raised up <laughs> yeah so that's a good thing yeah so yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh i'm sure you did really well um okay well thank you so much for your time <laughs> i'm always. sure thank everyone you. will be fascinated to hear and um yes thank you Nia. oh thank you thank you for having me <laughs> <laughs> also thanks to anon for the beautiful introductory and closing music <laughs>